Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of The Front Room. We're going to start with a joyful noise song. Baby, I just don't get it. Do you enjoy being hurt? I know you smell the perfume, the makeup on your shirt. You know we live his lowest. You know that they're all lies. Bad as you are, you stick around. And I just don't know why. If I was a man, baby. You never can worry about what I do. I'll be coming home back to you every night, treating you right. You're the kind of woman, circus fans, fist gonna die, handful of rings. Baby, you're a star. I just wanna show you you are. You should let me love you. Let me be the one to give you everything you want and need. Baby, good love and connection. Show me your selection. I've got the words. Show you the way love's supposed to be. Baby, you should let me love you, love you, love you, love you. Hi everybody, for those of you that don't know, that was my rendition of Mario, um, Let Me Love You, Lord have mercy, everything's got out my head, do you know what, I ain't gonna lie, I'm having a really slow day today, mentally, physically, emotionally, I think I'm getting a cold, and I know I shouldn't say that in these COVID times when they say it might, but I feel I'm getting a cold, not like flu symptoms, but I've just got a headache and I'm just fluey, Yeah. Oh, God. It's coming to me now. I've been so good as well. All I've really done. So, for the past couple of weeks, I've been locked away. I haven't seen my training buddies. I haven't seen my kikis and my sister circle. And I've just been in this room doing work. I've got my bars and my plates and stuff. So, I do my Olympic lifting. And that's about it. So, I've been working and then I've been Olympic lifting. I'm meant to be doing building the goddamn website, but I haven't been doing it. Yeah, I gotta lie. This week, what it goes in flows. It's like one week of really hard work where I feel like I'm achieving something. The next week, everything just goes to shit. This week, at least, I've been consistent with my exercising. I can do more, but now the weather's better. It's like, ah. Oh. It's 10 degrees outside, my hands won't freeze. Let's get up in the morning and go lifting. So tomorrow I'm doing, it's a chest day. When I come back, I'm going to Olympic lift. Yesterday I was doing my squats. I'm doing German volume training to get the legs back into condition. Because, you know, and I've already noticed the difference with the, in the last couple of weeks. Especially since I've been doing the fitness podcast. So I feel like I need to, I need to. Like, try to lead by example, because for the next eight weeks on the fitness podcast, after I'm done this week's one, which is about putting on weight, I'm going to be focusing mostly on yeah, um, how to go through, how to go through a body transformation, a small one, so that you know what kind of body you actually want to end up with. Yeah. Oh, crap. Hello. My name is Sebastian. Welcome to the front room. I just started talking today. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's a coffee. I felt like last week I was really like low energy. I was like, I felt the vibe. I had to swear a lot last week. This week I'm just like, hey, I'm chill. I'm cool. I've got a couple of things I need to bring up with you lot. But yeah. So 
Today's episode is going to be, there's no, so I have a question this episode, instead we're going to do a, this is why I'm single, because I think it's about that time, because next week is February, so I just need to like set out certain guidelines and send some boundaries, yeah, I'm all about boundaries this year, 2021, I'm all about stating my boundaries to the world, so that people know, yeah, cool, so and also, before we move on anywhere, I need to take this moment to say thank you to everybody that said, like, welcome back and that said how much to like the first episode back of the new season. Yeah, um, and also, there's no point you telling me. I could look into my analyticals and tell that you like it. I see you, babes. I see you. I know who you are. Um, what I really need you to do, if you like the podcast, yeah, and I have no shame saying it this year, is if you like the podcast, tell your friends, share it on your Facebook or your Instagram or your Twitter pages. And also, if you use Apple, can you make sure that you give me some reviews, give me some stars. I got bars, give me stars. Let's see how it goes. Yeah, cool. Thanks very much. All right, let's get into the thing. So how was your week? How are you feeling? How, how's it going? Is it good? Is it better? Is it better than it was the last couple of weeks? So uh, by now you've realised that I haven't done a Drag Race episode properly yet and I'm leaving that till next week. <laughs> um, this week, mainly because it's what gay... Is it gay or queer history month in February? I know for some of you in the American listeners, I actually found out because I am looking at the analyticals a lot more and like seeing where people are listening from. So we have 14% of the listeners that listen to this podcast listen to it from the US. Hi. I didn't know. <laughs> Maybe last year, like last episode, you were a little bit upset with me about some things I said about your country, like going to shit and shit, like going to the, the dogs and shit. <laughs> going to the white Karens and shit, like, what can we do, you know, let's be real, yeah, this is why you listen to this podcast anyway, so that the person that's English can say the things that you really want to say, I'll be that girl, don't worry, yeah, sometimes it comes out of my mouth and it's just like, why did I say that, and then I realise that I'm just channeling the spirit of the words that need to be said, because they need to be said, and you're too afraid to say them, okay, go Okay, so some of you have realised that I haven't really talked about Drag Race a lot. And you know why? Because I like to catch up to a couple of episodes. Also, because the American ones, no one got dashed away like old tissue paper. So before we start getting into it, I want to see them perform. I want to decide who I really like. It's coming on with an R in at the moment. Like, if you heard me on... Um... Mind Black, I... <laughs> Do you know what? This is what happens when you don't actually respect your bedtime properly. I've been blanking every day, like all day, every day over words recently. That's because I've not got a proper routine like I did before. But you know what? From today, I promise you listeners that I will be taking better care of myself. This week I've decided that I'm going to install self-care stuff back into my life. So I started with therapy again on Monday. And then from next week, Monday, I've got myself a diary that I'm going to write in every week. I have started, my mate gave me a, 
<laughs> it's a funny story. My mate gave me this pad, yeah? But he didn't think he was buying a pad. He thought he was buying a black-owned business that comic book or comic book made by a black-owned business. So then when he gets it, he's like, oh, shit, I bought the wrong thing. And then he's like, aha, I'm clever. I'm going to tell it round. Here, here, here's a pad for you to write down all your stuff for your podcast. So if you notice that everything's a little bit more planned now, everything's a little bit more controlled, everything's kind of know what I'm doing with it because like, I sit there and, and I sketch out everything I want to do before I do the show and then I start recording. Sometimes I go off on a tangent like now, nah, but then I'm back into the spirit of things. Anyway, yeah. So next month is LGBTQ plus month. Yes, it is in February. Yes, it is the shortest month of the year. That's all I'm saying about that. But you know what? At the same time, we, we have Black History Month in the UK in October, and the Americans have Black History Month in February. Take of that what you will. So yes, next month, the month of February, is LGBTQ History Month. So we're going to be having some history on this podcast. Yes, we are seeking to educate well, and what we're also going to be doing i thought it was like mainly because we're in the pandemic and i want to catch up with certain people so next month i have asked a couple of the guests from season one to come back on the show now that you've already been introduced to them we can get to the tea much much quicker we're going to catch up on what they've been doing so they were last up on the podcast and then we're going to see well there's a reason why I haven't done so I have a question. So all next month, I'll be posing questions to the people that come on about the state that we're living in, government, America, queer life in general. So I'm also hoping to get on a very special guest that's new, but he always says no. But, you know, we move... I don't want to say the name out loud because I know he listens to the podcast. This is the other thing. So I think I don't want to come on the podcast because he's associated with my ratchetness. But you know what, bitch? Do you know what? One day I will break you down and make you come on here. That sounds really passive-aggressive. But, you know. I mean, that kind of mood. You know what it is? I haven't had sex. That's why I'm thinking so violent. Anyway, we move. Hi. Now it's time for The Ratchet and The Righteous. First Righteous for this week, let's start with another black comedy female. I didn't mention her last week because I was really talking about the black American females that were inspiring me at the moment. But let's give props to Gina Yashere. So it's well past the time that you should have seen her on many different platforms. If you've been stuck at home, uh, currently she's on free specials on Netflix. And the thing I love about Gina, most of all, is that all three of those specials were self-funded and then she sold them back to the companies that broadcast them. So she had, owns most of the rights to the, the product. Yeah, ownership, ownership, ownership is a big part of everything that we move forward creatively as black people. And Gina has just been a trailblazer since 2007. So you might have seen her recently because she was interviewed on the Wendy Williams show. Let's just say people it's not Wendy's finest moment Wendy is she doesn't really take in the notes does she like when she loves somebody she brings them on but she's just not really interested in the detail of the story especially when someone not 
Someone doesn't really have the goss. Someone doesn't have the mess. Like, Wendy's interested in the mess, so she wants to find the mess. When the mess is not there, it becomes really stagnant. And also, because Gina's a performer anyway, she knows how to just divert from questions. So it was really nice to have her on. I want to see her in bigger platforms. I want to see her to embrace a wider audience. But the reason why Gina was on the, the Wendy Williams show is because Gina Yashere has a show called Bob Hearts Abishola. Now... You may not know this because it is an American show. It is an American show by the makers of How I Met Your Mother, The Big Bang Theory, amongst many others. That 70s show, like... Now, you know those shows, right? But you don't love Bob Loves Abishola. Why? Because the other shows that I have mentioned have a predominantly white cast and were taken on to mainstream television in the guise of Channel 4, even though they were originally shown on Sky or the Comedy Channel. Bob Hart's Abishola has not done the same thing. Now, ladies and gentlemen, when I was in San Francisco, before this podcast started, and I was sitting in my bed with a hangover and watching the TV channels there, like they have the black box, so it's like cable but not, and it's like free view, but not. I was watching episodes of Bob Hart Alicia Abishola. Like, why can we not have our things? You have a success story of a black British woman that's gone to America and made a situation comedy on mainstream American TV that is funny enough to be picked up for several more seasons, and yet we can't see it in the UK. I detest this country sometimes. Like, I really do. Since we're mentioning Bob Loves Abby Shola, let's also shout out another woman in that cast, which is Shola Adiwusu. Now, you may not know who this woman is when I say her name, but you know this woman. If you've watched most black comedies over the last 10 years in England, including Chewing Gum, because she was the mum in Chewing Gum on Channel 4. Ratchet for this week is a lady called Sheridan Modu. Okay, so before I go into this ratchet, I'm going to play you an audio clip of Sheridan on this morning talking to Holly Willoughby, and then we're going to go into it. I mean, um, I think if you have a look, obviously look at my Instagram, you see workouts, but I think in a world where you can be anything, be kind. And I think a lot of people forget about that. Um, and my job is to help people get fit and be motivational, whether it's in the house, or it's in Dubai. Can I just say something? When um, you say be kind, mind. like when we see how stretched the NHS is and those nurses that are working really, really hard and all they are saying is, please stay home, please stay home, do the right thing, stay home. And you're saying be kind. Are you being kind to them by encouraging others to travel for what you deem as essential work? Yeah, I mean, it's not necessarily that I'm trying to influence, sorry, influence anyone to come out. It's just the fact that I'm doing my kind of thing. I mean, if anything, I'm getting people motivated in the house. I'm not saying, come on, let's get out, let's go outside. Like, if I was in England, I could do I could do classes outside. I could do... I'm, the, the purpose of what I'm doing is to motivate people. So there is a lady called Sheridan Modu from Bolton. Hey! Hello, Bolton people. We love you most of the time. Yeah, not today. She has gone on this morning and got rinsed. Yeah, she got rinsed, not by Philip Schofield, 
Yeah, not by Eamon Holmes, not by Ruth. She got rinsed by Holly Willoughby. Now, if you watch this morning at any point in life, you know that all of the presenters have certain functions, yeah? The new ones that have come on, like Dermot and Alison, Dermot is there to be the hot thing. Alison is to be the cultural spice and the funny one, yeah? Philip Schofield is to be the closeted gay one that comes out and has a storyline, yeah? Eamon Holes is to be the old weird guy that has different things to say about loads of things. Maybe he should get a podcast, yeah? Ruth is there to be the stable wife that has to put up with the miserable husband that every time he drinks, there's too much and too little at the same time. With all his theories about COVID and then she has to shut him up. And then there's Holly, who is meant to be the nice, quiet, young thing, on trends, happy mother about town. Now, if you manage, yeah, if you manage to piss off Holly Willoughby on this morning that she rinses you, yeah, and tells you about your health and your life and your skin, yeah. When Holly Willoughby is the one that's drawing you by your edges, yeah, then you know that shit went down wrong, yeah? So this lady, Sheridan Mew, mod you, sorry. <laughs> I said it as a joke and now I'm doing it on badly. I say, I'll call you by your name. This woman, Sheridan, she went on this morning and she was talking about the fact that as an influencer, she needs to go to Dubai so that she can create content for her webpage because obviously, She's an influencer, she works in fitness, she wants to motivate her clients and her people. So she feels that if she goes to a foreign country where it's low, there's a heat and it's hot and there's a beach and there's outside clubs and she can drink margaritas and she can have a good time and there's also a gym that's open, that that is going to motivate her clientele, the people that follow her on Instagram. Yeah? Now, I call bullshit, yeah, I call bullshit on that, but also, at the same time, if it was me that was on this morning because I had been to Dubai, because I was trying to get content from my platform, I would be saying, listen, Holly, yeah, who are you talking to, yeah, let's not get this wrong, bitch, you got two jobs on this ITV channel, yeah, they put you up by one one hundred and thirty thousand pounds just so that you could do an extra half an hour of your show per day and you don't even do five days a week you do four yeah this show comes on five you do four so why are you getting up on my ass cheeks about the fact that i went to another country yeah because i'm trying to support myself because we're in a pandemic and the industry that i work in is practically collapsed because the government has closed all the gyms but she didn't say that. Why? Because she hasn't got the spice. Yeah. Why? Because she's basic. Why? Because she doesn't need to go to another country to do any kind of content. Because the most content that this girl has on her platform is her taking pictures of herself working out and spending 10 seconds with the camera in her breast line so that people can ogle her on the internet instead of actually watching her work out. It's basically page three with a two-second app call. I don't see how that is fitness. Do you? No. And I'm not being funny, nothing. 
You're the worst example of a fitness influencer that I've ever seen in life. So you need to go and sit yourself down. And second of all, you need to sack your management because no one, no one should allow you to go on TV without the prep work behind you because you should have been able to say with your whole chest about all the different facts about affecting this industry since the industry has closed down in a pandemic. And you couldn't do that. You couldn't do that because you don't have the spice. You don't have the nouts. You're not available. Yeah, you're not available to be there as a vessel for the industry to speak up for the industry that is locked down currently in the moment and will be locked down possibly till June. You didn't do that. So that's why you get ratchet. The other ratchet in this situation is whoever put her in that interview because you know what you did? You made loads of influencers, yeah, who need their coin, who need their bag, who need their content. If you're flying away to Abu Dhabi, wherever you're going to, to get content for your platform, that's content that could last you three, four, five years. 10 swimming costumes in a bag, yeah? Working out twice a day, one camera. You know, once you get to a point where you look good and that's your standard look, yeah, you could have that for years to come. Anytime there's a summer time, you could be off in Scarborough for two weeks with your family, because you're throwing to Butlins with the old people, yeah, because your mum and dad has just told you that they need to spend holiday with you this week. But you know what you do? You post up, oh, going to Dubai for the weekend. Off with the girls, cocktails. No one's going to know. Anytime you want to do a throwback weekend on that Thursday with the sunshine, oh, I'm missing being away. Oh, I just found this on the back of my reels. Yeah, it was like, oh, it's been so long since I've been on the plane. Can't we just go back to the sunshine? I just like, you could have been doing that for years to come. Yeah. So you should have told Holly Willoughby where to sit down and where to stand up again. Because if you had her money, you would be flying anywhere because you'd be able to build a gym in the back of your garden. Yeah. And be able to photo to any kind of content you want, anytime you wanted to do it. If you wanted to make it Dubai, you could pay someone to make it look like you were in Dubai. You didn't need to fly anywhere, but no, no, you didn't. So that's why you get ratchet of the week because there were loads of influencers. There were loads of people that work in gyms that wanted you to actually be able to stand up for what your, your opinions. We're not saying that you went to Dubai for any kind of reason other than yourself. You're not an essential worker. There is no need for you to go there other than you needed a break for your mental health. You needed to work because your industry is closed down. You could have been able to say those two things and say them well and everyone else will support you, but no, you didn't. The reason why you did it because you're not actually a proper fitness influencer. You're just a girl in a T-shirt. Not even a T-shirt. You're just a girl in a sports bra that is two sizes too small and a pair of panties trying to make money off stupid men off the internet. And if that leads into you selling programs to their girlfriends, cool. But, you know, no one's taking you seriously out here. Fighters for this week is The Walking Dead um, Twitter handle so um in the walking dead there is a gay character there is a scene where one of the gay characters who is black kisses his white boyfriend um on screen so this led to certain people being you know this it's really funny isn't it that this zombie show about people that are literally fighting against monsters that are the undead and the thing that you complain about is the gays.
But she's the realest figure in the show. Just saying. Now it's not like it's Walking the Dead meets It's a Scene where literally the guy's blowing off the guy's head with a chainsaw while getting sucked off by his boyfriend. No, all they did was kiss. Yeah? So... When the Maggas, yeah, came out to like, have a go at the Walking Dead people, they came back on their Twitter saying, Hi, hello. If LGBTQ characters on the television and anywhere make you uncomfortable or angry, please unfollow us. While we also encourage you to look within and be more accepting, know that this is no place in your fandom for hateful discrimination or willful ignorance. Thank you. Do you know what? Whoever write that, yeah, that's the kind of energy that we like to see. Long. You know what the worst thing about this story is? That even in a zombie apocalypse on TV, they're still getting laid. We're living in a panoramic and I'm getting no, no ass whatsoever. Fucking hell. And speaking of the Walking Dead, dearly beloved, we are gathered here today on this here podcast. And this time, wherever you're listening to it, to celebrate the demise of a gay institution. For though it is another victim of COVID-19, and this time the victim is Chariot Sauna in Vauxhall. Now, for you straight people listening that don't know what a sauna is, you can go Google because I'm not here to explain for you. Second of all, for those gay people that pretended that they never went to the cinema, we've all seen you, bitch. We all know you did. And lastly, let me just say for the personal note that Chariot Sauna was one of those things where everybody said it was seedy, everybody thinks it's dirty, but actually it served a very specific function in the gay community, more so for people of colour, because it was a safe place where black, gay, queer, bi men could go and find others that were in the community without it being stigmatised or chastised. It was a safe space. I met loads and loads of black gay men at chariots that I would never have met anywhere else. Yes, I used chariots or not. I don't have any problem in saying that because I used to live in the back ends or the back ends or beyond where I used to have to walk to Soho Station, yeah? Walk to Soho Station at night, get the overground train because there was only one train that trick went into London to Victoria, yeah. This train was the train that goes to Gatwick, yeah. And this station that I used to go to wasn't even properly on the station map. The only reason they used to stop there is so that the train drivers could get off and go home. I used to go there and I used to get the train into Victoria and then from Victoria I would walk or get a bus to Vauxhall so that I could go out. Yeah. And after you doing all that yeah, when the club is finished at 4am, there was no way I was taking my ass back home that same route. So I used to stay at Chariot Sauna. It's one of those things where 
we're losing so many different parts of the gay community. I mean, physical parts of the gay community, be it pubs or clubs or saunas, that we all serve the function. And yes, it is like retail, that it's all changing and it's going online and we can meet people online and it isn't the same. But do you know what? At Chariot Sauna, I never had to ask you for a face pic. I never had to ask you for a face pic. You know what I mean? Like, I could see if you had your wedding ring on. I could see what you would look like in person. I could meet you. I could smell you. I could get a sense of your essence. Yeah? And if I didn't want to fuck with you, I didn't have to fuck with you. It was all good. Like, there was good times. There was bad times. There was getting high before you go in there and just detoxing. But that's the main reason I used to go there. Because you could just find a room and then sleep till 8 o'clock in the morning when the first train used to run from Clapham to Wimbledon and get the train from Wimbledon to Croydon. So, yeah. Charity Sauna, we will miss you. And it's also, I really hope that they don't replace you with, like, a fucking Sainsbury's or something pedestrian. I really hope that Charity itself is taken over by another gay own brand, not necessarily as a sauna, but as something for the gay community. Okay, so this is why I'm single of this week. So last week of January 2021, I'm single because I have barely been on any apps. I have barely tried to meet or exchange fluids with anybody for any reason, in any way, because we are living in a pandemic. I'm single because black men, black men, black men. At some point in the last five years, I've decided that as I got older, I really wanted to be with a person of colour. I've said this on this podcast before. And I've also said how my friends have actively encouraged me to take a step back and just deal with the rationale that we live in England. And so the likelihood is the good men that you're going to meet, especially if you're into kink and fetish, are likely to be men of that of Caucasian variety without the caucasity that's all cool that's all fine i really want a black man one of the reasons why i said about the righteous being ratchet being chariot sauna is because it just brought back the fact that i have even less places to meet black males of a certain age and diaspora when i leave this room and enter forth into a world that you used to be reality. The it's I don't often get lonely as a single person. I am quite fine and happy to be single. I would just like someone. And there's a difference between No. No 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 I'm saying it wrong. Yeah. The loneliest time I've ever been in life is when I was in a relationship that was wrong for me. So because of that, I am perfectly happy to be by myself from now until the end of time. I would just like to have the prospect of actually meeting someone and having the whoosh and having the thrill of doing dates or going out and having sex that was reckless for the first six months, even though you use a condom. Always be safe. And it's just... It's not happening. I'm getting older. I'm getting wiser. I'm getting stronger. 
mentally, physically, emotionally. Yes, it's been a crap year all year round, but it's been even worse for those people that are single. So the reason why I'm making this episode of This Is Why I'm Single is because I went into my local 7-Eleven store. It actually was a 7-Eleven, which is quite weird because I haven't seen one of those for a while. And when I went past the aisle that sells all the alcohol, trying not to look like it's a car crash because I don't want to have alcohol in my body or in my home because all I'm going to do is drink and get sad. There was an aisle in front of me that used to be full of Doritos. I'm sorry, let me just qualify that I'm trying to pass this aisle to get to the bread. Bread, which I don't normally eat, but we're in a pandemic. Like, I'm making sandwiches. Quit your nose. So this aisle is now stocked up with chocolates and roses. And worst of all, Ferrero Rocher in the white and the red. One... We're doing a lot less today, I know. First things first, the pharaoh, whatever you want to call it, in the white and in the red wrapping is not the one. The one, the only, is pharaoh Rache in the, the gold with the bra. Two, chocolate makes me fat. Three, flowers give me hay fever. Four, There is no one here to buy me shoes on February 14th. It is bad enough that I'm in a pandemic. It is bad enough that I'm single. It is bad enough that I'm going to be alone on Valentine's Day. It is bad enough that the gyms are not closed. Gyms are not closed. The gyms are closed. It is bad enough that the gyms are closed and I can't drink. Yeah. What I do not need at this point in life is within the next two weeks. Anytime I go into Sainsbury's, anytime I go into any paper shop, I am bombarded with the fact that other people are in relationships and have been locked out together. And even though for the last six months you couldn't stand that man in your house, in your bedroom, whether it was his morning breath or his skin marks on the toilet, you couldn't stand him for six months. But all you know, bitch, all you know, bitch, is that you have done your time and now you are getting a present because Valentine's Day is coming around the corner. Me, and for every other single person in the pandemic, no. Stop. So for anybody that is in a relationship, yeah, this is why I'm single today because I will not be looking following any motherfucker that on February the 14th decides to go on Instagram and post the stories of the declaration of love and romance that their partner has made to them because it's Valentine's Day. Unless you have done the following. In the last year, you have shown me that your partner is a shit, your partner is a dickhead, your partner times and species you are because they are a human being and you're living in the same space and there's no way over the last year you got on all the fucking time. I don't want to see holiday snaps. I don't want to see turn back time. I don't want to see 
flowers from the attic spinning down looking up over i don't want to see if you the only the only the only caveat yeah the only time i want you to be saying anything on instagram about your partner is one you're getting pre you're getting pregnant and pressed and you're having a baby and you're announcing it on valentine's day and two your ass is getting married And that's more for the gays, the second one, than it is for the straight people, because straight people get married all the time. You don't appreciate it. That's why you have a show called Married at First Sight Australia. No, 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 no. So this is why I'm single. Because I don't like Valentine's Day. I don't like declarations of romance, and I don't believe in them. Yeah? Keep... Your Valentine's Day shit to your motherfucking self. For the next 14 days, I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear it. I would rather every single shop stick up their fucking Christmas trees and their Christmas decorations and let me sing Mariah Carey, all I want for Christmas is you until the goddamn end of time. I do not want to have to deal with Valentine's Day. Okay, so my second recommendation, gather around people, because this is going to be a long recommendation. We're probably going to have to review this show in a couple of weeks' time after LGBTQ History Week month is done. I'm probably going to get a couple of the girls around the microphone, and we're going to sit down after all watching it, and we can go through this show properly. The recommendation for this week, the main one that I want everybody to watch, whether you're gay, straight, bi, whatever, anywhere on the queer spectrum and the straight spectrum, I don't care. You need to watch this show. It's a show called It's a Sin. Now, disclaimer. I do not like two of the leading characters in this show. That is because I know too many people that are like them in their policies, in their characteristics, in their mannerisms and the way they go on. However, what this show tells us, I don't know if you really know, if you don't know, the show is about the HIV crisis in the early 80s to the early 90s. Now, as a gay man that has access to PrEP, that has dated people that are HIV positive, that gets tested on a regular basis, that now lives in a world where AIDS is not a death sentence, but a manageable condition that I had loads of money going to treatment. I'm actually literally recording this podcast while staring at a box of prep. The world has changed, but there are so many questions that come up when you watch this show about the treatment of people of different classes in the UK, about the stigma of being gay, about the stigma of being having the disease, about the nature of fear, about how people, when confronted with something that will kill them, especially in a pandemic like we are today, yeah, how they use this information as a belief system so that they can get through it. It's a really good show. It has really good performances from the four lead characters. My one, one, one criticism, well, my one biggest criticism, so it's going to be reflected on the black character, is the fact that I felt like his story, while it was 
important to have. It's a continuous narrative that we have in the black community about us being with our chosen families because we had to surrender our families that we have back home. Okay, it's a a historical drama in the fact that it's set in a time period 40 years ago. But as with the other pick that I picked today, there's a common theme in the fact that these people have to embrace their queerness without the confines of love and support or warmth from a family, a traditional family up surrounding and then they have to go and find a chosen family. So, have a look. See if you like the first episode. I watched all five back to back. I stay up at 2 a.m. in the morning. Yes, I did cry at certain points. I'm not going to spoil it for you. I'm going to give you a couple of weeks. That's why we're going to do a full breakdown of the episodes after you've had time to see it. But I recommend that you really, really, really recommend that not only do you watch this, but if you're a gay person and you, your parents are not the kind of people that flinch away from sex on TV, then maybe you should also try and watch at least episode two or three with your parents. I mean, it's really weird watching the show because it brings black so many memories from me and my past. I don't know if I've spoken about it before on this podcast, but the first two boyfriends that I had after coming out were both HIV positive. It's one of those... I remember the first time I encountered someone that was HIV or the fear of it or the stigma of it. I remember particularly in the black gay community how even till, say, two, three, four years ago, how... The stigma of being gay, the stigma of having HIV would be something that people used to chat about and gossip about and be the latest thing to kiki about and have tea about. Yeah, and how people used to try and tarnish you if you did catch HIV as something that was dirty and forbidden. And like you were Typhoid Mary. Yes, I know that was the case when it first started, but the the stigma that they're talking about in the show in a particular time doesn't mean that that stigma has gone away or dissipated or changed because we still live in a world where because of politics, because of religion, because of prejudice, people still don't have access to drugs at PrEP. They still don't have access to proper contraception. They still don't have access to knowledge about what they can and cannot take to prevent themselves and keep from getting the HIV and keeping themselves safe. And that's not just about HIV, that's talking about STIs in general. If we look at who is most affected by this COVID-19 pandemic, and then we look about who is still having lows of high rates of transmission of HIV in the community, till to this day, there is a correlation it's a correlation of fear. It's a correlation of belief. It's a correlation of stigma. And it's a correlation of ignorance. It makes you really sad. But at the same time, I choose to believe that out of this global pandemic, certain things will have to be put into place when it comes to people's health. 
and I'm really glad that this show is here to remind people how fear can kill you because it doesn't allow you to protect yourself because you don't seek out knowledge. I actually was going to put this into this is why I'm single this week. I I was like I remember the first time I went on a date and a guy told me that he was HIV positive. I was like it was soul destroying and crushing because at that time I was nearly out on the gay scene and I didn't know anything about HIV, STIs, because I was a Seventh-day Adventist Christian boy and all I knew that I had come home, gone to a club with my mates, kissed this guy in the club, gone home with him and had sex. We had protective sex, managed to stay around to the early morning, then go on coffee with him and he then he told me, like, oh, by the way, I know we use a condom and stuff, but I just so you know, I'm HIV positive, but I'm undetectable. I was like, okay, cool. Now, he did tell me that he was undetectable, but I didn't hear that. I didn't register that. All I registered was HIV. And coming from a Christian background that is deeply, deeply entrenched in Jamaica culture, all I had was death, plague, abomination, fire and brimstone, Sodom and Gomorrah, and all the stories that you were told to prevent you from being who you fully were when they knew you were a gay child. So I went home, I sat on the sofa in front of my three flatmates, Richard, Maria, Tanya, and I cried. (laughs) Because it was the first time in six years that I met someone that I wanted to be in a relationship with and it, literally I cried and 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 then my friends gathered me around and they were just like bitch one do you use a condom two do you need to go and get prep so not even prep pep so we went to get PEP, and as we were getting PEP, we were looking at all the different materials that were available, and we ended up getting the HIV uh, documents otherwise. I asked questions when I was in with a nurse, what she was giving me PEP. I was double-checking, because I used to break the condoms a lot, and that was a problem. So the woman gave me condoms, she gave me lube, she gave me the, all the information about HIV and PEP. Told me when I would have to come back, told me when I would have to take the next dose, told me like to arrange to have my STI tests and stuff like that. You have to remember that this program is before rapid HIV testing. It's before anybody knew what this thing was because all they knew was people were dying in America from some strange flu and it might be coming over here. Does that sound familiar to you at all? Just saying. So yeah, went home with all the information and then the next time I did see him on the second date, we were just talking about it in Starbucks in Vauxhall. And I made a choice. 
I made a choice that I would, one, get myself tested every single month, every three months, sorry, two, that I wouldn't date him if I couldn't deal with the fact that he was HIV positive. We ended up being together for four years. And the worst part, but that's his story, maybe I'll get him to tell it, was how he actually contracted a disease. Because before I met him, I used to think that it was mostly promiscuous guys that got HIV, because that's what I was always told. That it was people that were running around and being sluts and stuff. But the more you encounter the gay community, the more you see people that sleep around, you truly realise that us sluts out here, yeah, I may be a slut, but I'm not stupid. And we're the ones that protect ourselves the most because we know that we are sleeping with people that we don't know their backstory, we don't know their history, we don't know their intentions. What you encounter, what I've encountered over and over and over again is a continuous theme that the people that have contracted HIV in particular have always been got it from the people that they've trusted the most, that cared for the most. So it's not anybody's fault. It's not malicious. It's just there was a lack of knowledge. There was a lack of protecting yourself. It's the guy that you think is always faithful to you, that cheats on you with someone else, bareback, and then brings it home to you. That kind of story. This is, but again, that's the only one criticism of the show is that it deals with the after effect and it doesn't always show you how there are so many different ways of catching it and not everybody is catching it because they're promiscuous. The most heartbreaking story in there is the person that catches it just because they fell in love with someone or just because they were sleeping with someone in a new city for the first time when they were trusting okay so my last recommendation is to pull you out your pit of misery after you've watched five episodes of it's a sin and the documentary with dominic jackson and that is one go back and watch pose series one and two yes i know that people die in that as well so it's not really pulling you out of your misery but it's getting there close and then two Go on YouTube and find the versus battle between Ashanti and Kishika. Do this in the daytime. So between the hours of 11 and 11, where you can make up as much noise as possible, because you are going to be singing some songs. Some of them will be off key. Some of them you will have heard from other artists and you will be like, oh, I didn't know Ashanti sang that song. I thought it was Jello. And you'll be like, no. Now that I hear it, now that I've seen Jello at Inugu straining for the notes, straining for the notes. I know it wasn't she. It was Ashanti. So let's give these black ladies their props. There's no need to throw shade. They throwed enough shade to each other when they were having the versus battle, even though it was all about love. Just saying. Ashanti and Kisha Girls versus battle. 
to me, it's really weird, right? Because Ashanti has some bangers, yeah? Bangers, like proper club hits. But hands down, I ride and die for Keisha Cole. Keisha Cole has got four albums back to back to back to back to back. That if you don't have as an R&B person, I don't know you. I don't know who you are. I don't know where you have been. Because that girl can write and she can blow. Oh my God. <laughs> is that the end of the show? It's the end of the show, isn't it? Okay, cool. Thank you everybody for listening to me for another week. Remember that you can find me on the Instagram page for this podcast, as in the Front Room Podcast Instagram page. You can also find, message me at thefrontroom at gmail.com. You can find me on 140% Fitness and don't forget to check out the 140% Fitness podcast available every other Monday. So that means that next week, Monday, there's going to be a new podcast out. Um, If you have any questions, if you have any particular guests that you would like me to bring back on the show for LGBTQ Plus History Month, please message me. If you have any dilemmas, if you have any questions, if you have any information, if I said anything wrong and you want to clear it up, yeah, feel free, fact check me, I don't care, yeah, but don't be coming after me because I said that every time I heard you and a granddaddy's boyfriend eats her pussy, there must be an echo, because I know some of you did, and you know what, I'm here for it, echo, go, 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 anyway, I'll my name is Sebastian Edwards. This is The Front Room. Remember, I will see you. You'll hear me same time next week.